Welcome to Sacred Magic. Violet is on a quest to bring sacredness back into our everyday experiences. Anyone can have an extraordinary life when they are able to tap into the sacred magic within. Violet and her guests will be sharing their divine passions, inspirations, and stories of connecting with their sacred magic. We are so happy you have joined us today. Let's get started with your host, the magical creator of Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, Violet Rain. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. This is the Sacred Magic Podcast, and I'm your host, Violet. I'm so excited to have with me today. This is our special episodes on fairies. Today, I have Trisha McGee with me, who's been studying with me at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts for several years. She's a certified angelic Reiki master teacher, an Akashic record reader, um, and an Akashic record healer. She's also a sacred priestess in the order of Melchizedek. She's very connected to the fairy kingdom. She has a special connection to those fairies from past lives and holds the energies of fairies within her soul essence. Um, we, Trisha is very excited to be offering also Fairy Reiki to discover your spiritual gifts. We've collaborated to bring this program that will balance healing techniques, elemental education, and fairy magic. This program will provide individuals with deep elemental emo- emotional healing for their for their clients and the fairies are here ready to support us. So we're going to talk about all fairies today and all the things that we offer that connects to the fairy energy. Welcome, Trisha. Thank you very much. Happy to be here. We're so happy to have you and those listening, just so you know, she's been up all night working um, because she works with the Europe clients. And so you know, if we look a little dazed, there might be a reason for that in our system. But we're here because we're dedicated and we really want to talk about fairies. So welcome, Miss Trisha. I'm so excited and so blessed to have you here today. Um, me working with, with um, Trisha and many of the classes that she's taken, the one thing I connected with right off the bat was her fairy energy that she brings in that's very playful so share with us a little bit about your experiences with fairies or your ideas around fairies we'd love to hear from you yeah absolutely so it's really interesting um I never really knew that I was connecting with fairy energy um really until I met Violet um and now that I know that and can kind of reflect on that I know that it was there all along going back through my childhood and just the way I grew up and you know the interest in activities that always drew me um I'm a huge fan of glitter everyone who knows me knows that I love shiny things like my purses my clothing my shoes everything is super glittery I love to accessorize I love jewelry um and uh you know I've always people said you know you're like a crow you like shiny things and I've always resonated with that not knowing kind of what that meant um and as far as just my personality I'm very childlike um I love to be playful I really love having a sense of humor something that's super important to me is 
being around people that have the ability to laugh and also being able to make people laugh, keeping them, you know, in upper spirits. I love to dance. I love to sing. I'm a theater person. I love to emote. And so these are things that have followed me through my whole life. And it wasn't really until I started stepping into this world that I realized that I was actually connecting with what what's called fairy energy. So, you know, I really got excited about that. And I met with a couple of people who, you know, identified with the fairy realm. And I started to ask questions and started to really dig into, you know, what does that mean? And, and, and how does that apply to me? And what can I do with this? So I started working with them and I started, you know, learning and understanding about the lore and the history and the stories. And it's a fascinating place to be. It's a place, like I always tell Violet, when I go there, I don't ever want to leave because I feel so at home and I feel so connected and um, just excited um, and seen. So when we started working together, um, really started putting the parts and pieces together um, on what it means to use fairy energy for healing, because it is a fun place to be to, you know, hang out and visit and play. There's also something very healing about it and helping to work with the inner child and helping to connect back to our innocence and our discovery and and our wonder and the awe that is the world around us. And that's been really good for me for grounding. And I think it's really good for a lot of people to realize it's okay to play. And this is the kind of energy where you can get into that mode of it's okay to play. It's okay to be, you know, happy and playful and, and silly, but there's a serious side to it as well. But knowing that it's okay to, to reach into that inner child and, and reconnect and bring forth some of those things that used to bring you joy that you may not connect with anymore. I love that. I love that. And those listening, because I've heard this several times over the last few months, you know, my dream has always been to offer fairy Reiki at discover your spiritual gifts. I've always been kind of drawn because I had a fairy Reiki session very early on in opening the center. We had a practitioner that actually worked out in the center that did fairy Reiki. And like everybody, I'm a Reiki master and so many different types of Reiki. I was very curious about what is fairy Reiki and how is fairy Reiki. And I remember doing that session and coming away from it in awe because the fairies actually mm -hmm. took me to the fairy kingdom to do my healing. They were very interactive with me because I'm visual and I could see they loved to show me their fancy shoes and their jewelry <laughs> and they were very playful. The reality is, as we grow up, as we become adults, we let go of that innocence, that inner child play, that, that place of being creative and playful, which is very healing on many different levels and allows us to really kind of move forward in life. So mm -hmm. even with creating fairy Reiki, I've had numerous people say, fairy Reiki, really, why fairy Reiki? You know, we do all kinds of Reiki, so why fairy Reiki? Well, if you think about it, everyone on the planet has some healing within their inner child. We all have certain inner child wounds. Doesn't mean that you had a bad parent. Doesn't, doesn't mean that your parents were awful. You could have had that. But even parents that are wonderful, we have inner child wounds. We have things that we dreamed about, that we wanted, that 
we were searching for as children and our parents go, no, no, not that. No, no, mm -hmm. not this. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Those are all little wounds that we hold inside. And what very Reiki allows people to do is to connect to that inner child, to connect to those emotional wounds and to do it in a very gentle, playful way because we hold it so tight within us that fairy reiki allows us to release that surrender to that control and allow those emotions to move again so that we can let them go and release them so fairy reiki is playful and as fun and as innocent and wonder i love the word wonder that trisha used even though that's part of it, don't be fooled by the fact that it's a very powerful healing modality that lets people let down their guard, surrender, and really get that healing. So I'm excited to be offering, having this course be offered in person and online at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, where people can take Fairy Reiki and add it to their toolkit and what we're also doing is really teaching people fairy folklore and the history and how do we respect the fairies and how do we honor and what do we need to know about the fairies um, because it is a true element of fairies is understanding to respect that respect them because we don't and some some of the easiest things that we do is walk through a park or a natural area and we're you know we have this urge to take a rock or a stick or something mm -hmm. and we forget this is their home this is the fairy's home you wouldn't like it if somebody came into your house and took your chair you wouldn't like it if they came in and took your TV or your computer. You're taking stuff from their home too and not being respectful. So learning about fairies and, and really how to honor them and respect them and hold reverence is really, really important. And I think Trisha and I both learned a lot about fairies over the last couple of years as we've dived in and looked and studied many different folklores and myths and all that stuff. Don't you think, Trisha? Absolutely. Uh, and, and we both have stories um, of what are the consequences of taking things without asking permission. Um, so <laughs> there, 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 is, there are stories uh, that I think we shared in our last podcast. Uh, but yeah, uh, you definitely want permission. And it's not that you're not allowed to, you know, commune with nature or even take things from nature, but you want to do that in a way that's an exchange um, so that it's, you're giving, not just taking. So if, if you're, if you, you find something that you wish to have, ask for respect, if that you may have it, and then also leave something in exchange so that it's a trade and not a take. I love that. I love that. We, I, I'm going to share a story and it may be a repeat from the other one because I love it. But we have a student at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts, and I teach so many classes, and I talk on lots of topics and lots of different classes. And we'd been talking about when you travel through the mountains, because we, we live in Denver and everybody likes to drive up through the mountains, be really careful because 
Colorado is filled with gems and minerals here that you can find laying on the side of the road, right? You can find crystals, you can find all kinds of beautiful gemstones here. And uh, one of my students, they traveled up to the mountains and she'd found all these beautiful crystals. Then she was even picking up one for me and she had loaded her trunk in her back seat with all these rocks and crystals. And as they started to come back down the mountain, she had a flat tire and they had to call for roadside service and roadside service comes out. They fix the tire, they get her on the way. She starts again, again, a second flat tire. She has to call roadside service again to come out and help them change and fix the tire. This is all on the same day trying to get home. She drives a little further and she has her third flat tire and she realizes, oh my gosh, this is because they're upset that I have their rocks. And she goes, I took every one of them, Violet, and threw them in the woods and said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm giving them all back because the roadside person came out the third time. He goes, I'm concerned because it's getting dark and late. If you have a fourth flat tire, I don't know that we'll be able to find you um, on these old mountain roads. So I'm getting really concerned. And she goes, that was a real lesson of don't take things unless you ask permission and you leave a gift in exchange if they give you permission because they don't like it when you take stuff for, yeah. from them. <laughs> And they can no. be, they can be, they can do really naughty things when you upset them. So you, I, I have this sign in our space that says, do not piss off the fairies. <laughs> There's some real truth to that. Don't upset them because they'll get you back, right? Mm -hmm. They love to move our keys and our shiny things. They love to pick stuff up, move it, you know, um, Corinne yesterday or this weekend had a class, shaman class. She goes, the fairies have moved my crystal tips. She goes, I cannot find them. And I've asked them to please bring them back. I have to have them. And she went out and bought some because she couldn't find them. And guess what? Came home that night and found there them. There they were. Yep. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> and she's that's like, how that works. I know they took them. I know they took them, Violet. I can't <laughs> find them. Um, so, you know, it's, you have to respect. And we're, we're in the month of April and May, which is spring. And this is when we really connect with fairies. We offer a lot of fairy programs that discover your sp spiritual gifts, including the fairy Reiki. But I also do fairy play shops in April and May, the whole weekend of Mother's Day. We do fairy play shops where you come in and make a fairy wand and fairy dust and you make fairy spray. In May, in our moon ceremony, we make fairy dolls and they're so cute. We it's do so that. Fun. <laughs> People love to do that. Trisha's done all of the fairy things, right? How can yep. you be a fairy and not do the fairy things? And they're really not set up for you to do them once. It's about coming each year in the spring and connecting to that fairy energy in the center and really connecting to your inner child and play and wounds uh trisha and i love to make fairy dust um i have so many jars <laughs> <laughs> trisha share with us about fairy dust if somebody wanted to make fairy dust what are some of the recommendations that you have 
Well, so I was looking down here. I don't, I thought I had one that I could show, but I was looking down at my shelf. Um, you have all the things most likely in your own home to make fairy dust um, if you wanted to, but you can also go and get more things. So things that you probably already have around your house are if you go into your pantry, if you have sugar and food coloring, you could do colored sugar of all different colors and layer those. Um, if you have sprinkles for cupcakes or, you know, little, little jimmies or, you know, little um, candy coatings, the little ones, you could put those in a jar along with colored sugar. And that actually is wonderful. They love sweet things. Um, and you can leave those out for them as an offering. Um, but if you wanted to even do more than that, beyond the edible, because those are edible, um, I, I say glitter, but I, I'm going to be very clear about this, is that it's got to be earth-friendly glitter, because there are glitters that are actually pretty harmful to the planet. Um, so you can find earth-friendly glitters um, online. You could probably even find them at the hobby stores. Um, like little gemstones, beads, crystal chips. Um, you can bird use seed. dried flowers, bird seed, uh, herbs, um, you know, crushed up herbs, very colorful ones. Like cornflowers are nice because they're really bright blue. Um, tea tea leaves, different types of tea, dried fruit. So anything that you can, um, you know, make small, but it's really good um, for the environment. So I guess if you wouldn't be comfortable putting it into the dirt, you wouldn't want to offer it. Um, but most of the things you have around your house and it's easy to make and it's really fun to make. And it's a good way to reach into that inner child when you sit and have your all of your supplies and you start building your your fairy jars and putting in the different colors and seeing what they look like um so that's that's kind of how i do it what do you think violet what, what are some ideas that you have for your jars well you know a lot of people we do fairy dust in some of our moon ceremonies and our sacred priesthood class we do them in our fairy magic you know, in the very beginning, way back old times, I would use glitter and Trish is very right. You have to be careful with glitter because it's harmful to the planets. It's also harmful for the fairies. So colored sugar, any of your cupcake decorations are a great replacement for that glitter that's shining. I love crystal chips. They love shiny charms. Bird seeds, little miniature seashells, anything that would be out in the earth is really great. And then a lot of people make fairy dust and they're like, okay, Violet, now what do I do with it? Well, <laughs> gift it to your fairy garden or your flower garden or just outside. We always, I talk a lot about the center that everyone should have a blessing tree in their yard. And what I mean by a blessing tree is when we're done with our herbs or or some of the stuff that we're working with, instead of just throwing it in the trash, we like to go out and put it around a certain tree in our yard and we call it our blessing tree. And so we give blessings to our trees and wrap those around um, the trees so that the earth gets them. So, you know, any type of nuts, any type of bird seed, anything that can be put out into nature, um, having offerings for fairies. So when Berries come in season. You can put out berries outside around your tree. You might not want to do it close to your house, but somewhere in your yard where you're offering to the fairies. And I know, Tricia, you talked about offerings when we give offerings to fairies that may not disappear. What's happening with that 
Because I remember in Fairy Reiki, mm -hmm. you added a portion about offerings for fairies. So share a little bit about that. So one of the questions that I've gotten a lot, it's just from people and some of the other classes when fairies come up is, you know, I put things out, but they're still there. You know, why aren't they, why aren't they gone in the morning? And so, you know, one of the the thought processes is, and I, and I love this, is that the offering is still there, but the energy is not. So when you leave, say, you know, some crystal chips or you put out seashells or even, um, you know, sprinkles or sugar, um, they come and they take the energy, the essence of that, and they use that energy, but the physical piece still remains. So the gift for you is that you still get to keep the object but the energy in the object is what they've consumed. And so they have taken that part, the essence of it back with them. Yeah, it's really important. And sometimes they will disappear. You know, I've had people go, well, I put it out there. What if a squirrel took it? Or what if uh, <clears throat> a fox or a raccoon took it? Well, that's okay too. It was given to nature and it was given with an open heart, <clears throat> excuse me, to the fairies. So, you know, it's about how, what your intention is and what you're bringing. And many of us have fairy gardens within our house and also outside. Know that when you place fairy gardens outside, the fairies like them a little bit hidden. They don't like them out in the mm -hmm. open. So yep. under a tree or under a bush or tucked into a flower bed area, they like their homes to be a little bit hidden. And for some that are listening, they're probably saying, yeah, yeah, right, Violet, fairy <laughs> houses and fairy homes. We have um, over 33 fairy doors and houses hidden throughout the center at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts. We had a little girl this weekend doing what we call our fairy challenge, which you get a worksheet and the names mm -hmm. of all the it's houses. Fun. <laughs> and they go through <laughs> the center finding all the fairy doors and houses. In um, 2019, Discover Your Spiritual Gifts was flooded when a pipe broke in the building <clears throat> and the fairy houses and everything had to be moved. And really what happened was the fairies left. The energy, you could tell the energy had left um, the center. And when we reopened in 2020, there were lots of concerns by, by many of us, would our fairies come back? Or would they have moved? Just like everybody else that faced COVID in 2019 and 2020, some people went home because their jobs dried up or things happened. They moved back to where family was. How many of those people came back into the area or did they just stay where they went? There's lots of that question about how much movement happened during that time period. Well, we were concerned as well with the fairies come back. And as we started placing houses in the center, they all started coming back in. And you're probably like, yeah, yeah. Literally our staff, I've had staff members text me and go, we have rodents. No, we don't. It's the fairies running across the floor because they'll <laughs> see some movement out of the side of their vision where something's run across the floor, run run under something or flickered somewhere else. And it's just the fairies in the center. They love the fact that we honor and 
hold space for them in our center. We have a whole classroom called the fairy classroom, and there are fairy doors and houses everywhere throughout the center. So we, we absolutely love having our fairies. And as Tricia says, it's fun to see them, right? Run around the center. <laughs> they really do love to come and hang out with us. And there's, you know, there's cameras in the center too. And um, I've, I've not seen them on the cameras, but I've heard lots of people say that they have seen them on the cameras too. So <laughs> that's kind of fun to see something flit across the camera. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's lots of, you do research out there, are fairies real? There's lots of belief systems around the world. And lots of folks that state they've had photos, they've taken photos of fairies, they've seen fairies, lots of videos out there that show flickers of fairies. A lot of people have seen fairies and photo orbs and all kinds of things that are hanging out. We used to have a practitioner center that her granddaughter, the fairies loved her. And every time she took pictures of her in the house, there were all these orbs all around her. And she would talk about the fairies that she played with because oh. small children are still connected so they can see them. So I love the smaller kids that come in and talk about there's fairies here. There's fairies everywhere because they can see them. They can connect with them in the center. So I, I love all the fairy energy. So what would you tell people, Tricia, that, you know, see fairies as um, that they can be difficult or nuisance or make our lives hard? What would you tell them to honor their fairies more? So, yeah, so they are, they're playful folk. Um, but that's with playfulness comes mischief, you know, so they're a little bit mischievous. And um, so that can be misinterpreted sometimes. Um, and I would say if, if, if you're being vexed <laughs> by fairy energy, or if you feel like they're playing tricks on you, um, I would ask yourself, what is it that I'm doing that's antagonizing them? And it might be something in your daily life that maybe you're leaving the water running too long when you brush your teeth because it's a waste. It's a waste of water. Um, maybe you're not doing a great job of using, you know, eco-friendly products um, and you're, you're not honoring their home and their environment. Um, it could be as simple as you have a really lovely plant in your home and you've moved it to a new location and that location is not ideal for them. Um, you know, I, I always say if, it's, if, if you feel like they're being a nuisance, it's not because they're being a nuisance to be a nuisance. They're trying to get your attention. And when you finally realize they're trying to get your attention, ask, what is it that I need to change or, or adjust? Or what is it that I'm doing to antagonize? Because you can live in harmony and have a really good balance. And sometimes they're just in a playful mood. Like with Corinne, for example, I don't think she was antagonizing. I think sometimes they're just in a playful mood and uh, they were playing with her that day. Because if you think about that childlike energy, if you think of a child who does things out of mischief, it's not generally out of malice. It's more out of play, sense of humor, funny. Um, so kind of lean into that and, and really start asking yourself questions on what, what is it about me that is causing this to antagonize me? Do I need to adjust my point of view 
so that it's not antagonizing and I can actually see the playfulness or the purpose behind what's going on. And sometimes when our children are doing those things, it's not that they want to be mean, but they want your attention. They want your attention. Exactly. They want you to notice or think about them or just pay attention to them a little bit, right? Maybe you haven't talked to them in a while. Maybe you haven't sat with your fairies for a while. Maybe you haven't recognized them for a while. And they're like, wait a minute, have you forgotten us? We're still here. (laughs) We're still here. We're still here playing. And so fairies are very playful in that way that they want you to pay attention. We had a practitioner in our center that came and had never really connected to fairies. And when he'd go to the bathroom, the fairies would scream at him because he was using too many paper towels. They really (laughs) are about paper. Like, why are you wasting paper? Why not wash dishes? Why not not run the water so long? Why are you not recycling? Why are you not picking up the trash and the land? I mean, They really are paying attention because they're here as divas. They're the angelic divas of all the plants and trees, and they're taking care of all the animals. And so when we're misusing stuff or abusing the beauty that's around us, they're going to get very frustrated and they're going to kind of snap back at us, which they should if we're Mm -hmm. not honoring those things and being really good. So it's one of the reasons why we use glass plates and cups at the center as much as possible so that we're not filling the landfills with lots of paper and plastics and all that kind of stuff. It's also the reason we don't give receipts. We email them. We don't have paper or plastic bags because we're trying to honor the earth and the planet. So how can you do that in your life? How can you honor the planet? So Trisha, thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. Uh, Absolutely. And and being here to talk about the fairies. I'm excited to see your class. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for all that. Um, And the program is turned out to be really a beautiful program. So I'm excited to see how it plays out as well. So those of you watching, thanks for watching our podcast. I hope you'll subscribe and follow us on all of our social media channels. And Thank you for listening. If you're listening to this podcast, also know that you can catch the video interview on our YouTube channel so you can actually see it as well as listen to us, me and my allergy voice. So um, it's that time of the year. So thank you for listening to Sacred Magic Podcast. We hope to see you really soon. Are you seeking an online spiritual education resource? Do you crave to know more about various topics of spirituality? Discover Your Spiritual Gifts Academy offers a wide variety of programs, including Crystal Alchemy, Tarot, The Journey of the Fool, Akashic Record Reading Certification, and much more. These online courses allow you to learn on your schedule and at your own pace. You can find out more at www. Dot discover your spiritual gifts dot academy. Thank you for joining us. To find out more about Violet, head over to discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. You can also send a personal message to Violet through email 
violet at discoveryourspiritualgifts.com. If you love this show, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Until next time, remember, we are all meant to have abundant and joyful lives. We hope to see you soon at Discover Your Spiritual Gifts.